Good morning, everyone. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning. Those of you in the temple, welcome. And those of you who are sitting in your own temple, welcome. Before we begin, let's just take a moment to settle down. Wherever you are, just pull your spine straight, open your shoulders, and close your eyes. Connect with the breath that's flowing in effortlessly, flowing out effortlessly. As your breath becomes smooth and effortless, Hold the image as if particles of sand settling in a glass of water. If we shake up the glass with some sand in it, all the particles are everywhere. But once you let the glass rest on a table, all the dust particles slowly settle down. All the restlessness, anxiousness, discomfort that the body goes through when we sit like this, everything settles down and we connect with our true nature, peace, calmness. Very mindfully, as you breathe in, count number in your mind. Breathe in for three counts. And then hold the breath at the throat. Just drop the flap, Claris. Count up to nine. And then breathe out counting up to six. Try this. The ratio three, nine, six. Just keep breathing in. Holding and breathing out. If three, nine, six is too much, try two, six, four. Keep repeating this sequence, just breathing in, holding, 
and breathing out. Please make sure you're not stressing anywhere. While you are holding your breath, you can almost begin to count through your heartbeat. Just breathing through the both nostrils. We are not alternating. We are not looking at right, left. Just get used to the easiness of inhalation, retention, and exhalation. Your mind is totally focused on the breath coming in. And while you are holding the prana shakti, the prana, the life force being absorbed in your system. And as you begin to breathe out, the restlessness, all the toxins flowing out with the breath. Keep it simple. Don't complicate it. Your eyes are calm, face is relaxed, neck and shoulders are relaxed, body is soft, being with the breath. And then just stop. Let your breath be normal for two or three times. And then do it again. Breathing in for certain count. Holding the breath three times as long. Breathing out twice as long. We are breathing only through the nostrils, not through the mouth. And then take a pause again, couple of breaths, and then do one more round. Whenever you are done, 
Just keep your eyes closed, soften your whole body, and let the breath go back to its normal flow. Thank you very much for taking this time to settle down. This little pranayam uh, that I just shared with you, we build on this a little bit more later on. Then we go through the nostrils and all that. But first, get used to breathing in effortlessly holding effortlessly and exhaling effortlessly. Get used to this, get your body familiar with this. Why I am um, sharing this with you, just before I was coming, I got a little text or note, uh, email from someone. Babaji, I'm having anxiety, what should I do? So, and it's such a common phenomenon. Lots of people go through this experience. Anxiety comes in. Anxiety comes in because of the stress, because of all the negative emotions. We just keep storing it in our body. Sometimes we are not even aware and we are storing all that stress in our different parts of the body. And mind starts racing, breath becomes erratic, shallow, and heartbeat changes, and then everything just gets out of balance. We all experience it. How do we deal with this? I see people who have been practicing yoga and meditation, even though they experience anxiety. Yes, there are many pills nowadays. Some people pop in the pill. But the real medicine that you already have, your breath, works the best but it requires little work, little practice every day. Not even a practice. You're sitting somewhere, just sit, sitting in the sun. What are you doing at that moment? You could be reading a book, you could be looking at your phone, you could be um, listening to the music. Why not take that time just to get a little more familiar with this breath? We have time. It's like we can't say, I don't have time. We have time. It's what we do with that time. And what I'm proposing that maybe carve out a little time. You're just sitting, you don't have nothing on your mind. Some people will go and turn on the TV because they don't know how to be quiet by themselves. Why not just be comfortable and do this? Play with your breath. Breathe in for certain counts. 
Hold the breath for certain counts. Breathe out through the certain counts. Maybe even for a week, you can just say, okay, for one week, I'm going to work on coming closer to my breath. Don't make a long promise that you cannot keep. Give yourself a week and do it mindfully. There is so much exploration to be done within. So much is happening. It's about bringing our mind to what is here. The thoughts that happen in our mind change the body chemistry. Every thought creates a change. I was thinking about um, how our sages, yogis, have tried to bring us back to it. They have created mantras for everything that we do. As I've shared with you many times, there is a mantra for waking up. There is a mantra for stepping your foot on the ground. There is a mantra for while even brushing your teeth, taking a shower, while you are drying your body with a towel. And those mantras relate to bring us back to what we are doing. Even just think you are drying your body with a towel after the shower. If you could just think about that this little touch of the towel is creating a flow in my body. Blood flow circulation is getting a little more cleansed up. Toxins are being expelled. Even having that thought that this little action is expelling the toxins from my body, does that in your body. Whatever our mind creates, our body reacts, responds. For anxiety, stress, breath is the best friend. And may we not just use it as a medicine that, okay, now I'm anxious, now I'm going to breathe. It's better to form that habit so your body automatically goes to that when it senses little discomfort, it knows what to do. We live a life with preventive life this way. We live in a way that we don't invite these kind of events. So what I'm proposing today, that please do take little time just to be without your phone, without a book, without a earphone, Just by yourself, be comfortable, close your eyes. Bring your mind to your breath, breathe in for certain counts, 
Hold the breath for certain counts. Breathe out for certain counts. And this one, three, two ratio that um, is prescribed has its purpose. Because when the body is just breathing normally, it's creating certain reaction in the body. When we hold the breath, prana is being absorbed. You may sometimes feel a little lightheaded. Because when you breathe out longer than you breathe in, the, the vessels that bring blood to the brain narrow a little bit. So there is a little less blood supply there. That's why you feel a little lightheaded. And it's okay. It's not going to harm you. I would recommend doing it at least three sets, three set of this in one sitting. Do it three times, then stop, take a couple of times, couple of normal breaths, and then do it again, stop, one more set. And you will begin to notice the difference. You calm down right away. Same thing happens to people who can't go to sleep in the night. What are you doing? Tossing and turning, thinking I'm not sleeping, I'm going to have another day that's filled with anxiety. Instead of thinking and go, letting our mind go in that rut, start breathing. <clears throat> Navaratri is coming, as uh, Amy uh, mentioned. Some of you may not be familiar with Navaratri. In a very simple way, the, when the seasons are merging, there is a charge in the air. And during that time, if we do something special towards that is good for our mind and body, it's like riding the wave. So starting April 26th of this month, 26th through 4th is a very special time. There is the astrologically, planets are in the right place and the seasons is merging. If we take a little time for the devotion that we have in our heart. It does wonders. Now, what is Navaratri? In a very, very simple way, Navaratri is basically the celebration of unconditional love that's available to us all. unconditional love available to us all. Now, that sounds very good. How do I do this? So in uh, our tradition, we give a name to that unconditional love. We call it Ma, 
the very moment you say ma, you are calling out, you are connecting with that unconditional love that's available to us all. And during this Navaratri, that unconditional love is divided in three parts. First, removal of fear. Removal of stagnation. And transformation, bringing transformation. The remover of fear, the remover of stagnation, and bringing about transformation. The shakti, the energy, the love that is in, engaged in doing these three things in our life is called Kali. Then comes the second phase. Second phase is Lakshmi, the protector, the bestower of boons, blessings, richness, inner richness, and material richness. And then the third phase is Saraswati, wisdom. So may I live in the world without fear? With a sense of being protected and with means to provide whatever I need and have a little wisdom. Because you can have the two, but if you don't have wisdom, you can get in trouble. So we need all the three. This is why we call upon that unconditional love by calling the name of Ma, Ma Kali, Ma Lakshmi, and Ma Saraswati. These are just the names um, given to that same unconditional love that is at work in all these three aspects of our life. So during Navaratri, we think about this unconditional love that's available to us. It's not like I don't have it. We all have it. Just our mind doesn't go to it. So we just become a little bit more proactive in remembering this. That it, it is available to me. You know, glass is half empty or half full. It's how we look at it. When I say ma, many of some people may think about their relationship with their ma and then it gets all convoluted. Don't think about the worldly ma. She's human. Everybody has their limitations. 
everybody has their limitations in being a human. So this is why we call it the divine mother. Divine mother is not worldly. She's the symbol of perfection. That perfect love that's available to us all. Now you ask me, okay, I sounds good, but I don't know. Think about Mother Earth. Mother Earth holds you unconditionally, be you virtuoso or a sinner. Doesn't she doesn't, she will hold you unconditionally. She gives you everything you need, be it diamonds or petroleum or products or grains, precious stones, everything that we need comes from the earth. Have we ever sat in a quiet mood and just appreciate Mother Earth, thank her, their own mother? Thank you for holding me. Thank you for being there so I can build my house on you. Thank you for being there so I could drill a well there to get water. So these sacred observance bring us back to what is already there, but our mind is distracted in the world. A mind that is not disciplined, a mind that has no, not tasted devotion. These observances in, encourage us to take a little time from our usual running around Yes, we have problems and our loved ones have problems and we have aspirations and we have success and we have failure. Life goes on. But if we bring a little devotion in our life, it adds some flavor, some color to it. And it also provides us a place to turn to when we don't know where else to turn to. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, this was uh, just a little reminder for Navaratri. Um, whether you know any prayers or not, doesn't really matter. Just take a little quiet time. If, if you don't know what to do, just breathe in, breathe out the little thing that I shared with you, and then sit in contemplation for the first three days in the remembrance of the what is your relationship with your fear? Is there some stagnation? and what you need to do to bring transformation. If you want to do more, I would say during Navaratri is the time of the night. What is very helpful is if you light a lamp, particularly ghee lamp made out of ghee, whatever, if you don't have ghee, just use olive oil, put a little cotton wick, in a bowl and look at the flame. If you can look at the flame while doing your breathing exercise, while you are holding your breath and you are looking at the flame, 
it helps to still your mind too. So these little practices that have nothing to do with uh, any religion or anything, you can do it, it's very accessible to you. Use your breath, light a flame, and have these thoughts of, what is my fear? Is there some stagnation? Do I need a transformation? Just even sitting with that, something will happen. The next three days, Mahalakshmi days, keep lighting the lamp every night. Just things change. Now begin to think about the strengths that you have, the virtues. Even sitting with the thought that I am able to give love, receive love. I am able to forgive. I am able to accept someone who is a little troublesome. Count all the virtues that you have. Sometimes we have all those virtues, but if we have one negative tendency, we focus so much on that. But during Navaratri, those, those third to sixth day is the time to focus on your virtues. The day of wisdom is usually you get one or two days. You don't get full three days, just even one day. Just say to yourself, I am wise. I am whole. I am complete. I do not need anything from outside to make me feel more whole. This is the simplest way to observe the Navaratri. I can't make it any simpler. So it will require some doing, some carving out some time. And your mind will reacting, what is this? I don't know anything. I don't want to do this. It's nonsense. But that's the indisciplined mind. The practice of yoga is all about disciplining the mind. And these simple little rituals, we bring a little ritual and we sit down to do it. Something new emerges. I will uh, very strongly recommend you to take Sienna's class, the breathing class. As far as I know, she's the best teacher I know about breathing. So if you have ever um, thought about learning how to breathe, get a taste of her teaching. Thank you all very much. I am here and uh, love to hear what's on your mind. If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to unmute yourself um, or you can put your question in the chat and I will read it for you. Hello, can I ask a small question, please? Pranam Babaji. Um, Who is this? I think uh, it's Lily. Okay, Lily. Yes. So, just a small question. Um, talking about the breath ratio, you told us one, three, two, that's ratio that we know. And it is also famous ratio 
478. So is there much difference? Is it so important? Is it just another mental question or? Try them both and see which one feels good. Uh, you know, there are many kinds of pranayams and um, you can try that four, seven, eight, see how that feels. And then sometimes sit down and do one, three, two and see how that feels. You are a yogi, do some experiment on yourself. That make any sense, Lily? It does, Babaji. Thank you. Yes, very practical, very good <laughs> suggestion. Thank you very much. Uh -huh. Thank you. I want you to do some work on yourself and experiment. And that's what all the yogis did in olden days. They were the scientists of those days. They experimented. They didn't go and dissect a rabbit. They Thank you, Lily. That was a good question. Um, Mar Marcy has their hand raised. Marcy, do you want to unmute yourself? Um, hi, how are you? Uh, okay. I understand the three things that you mentioned. Are we supposed to do them on a certain date during the time? 26, 27, 28. 26, yeah. Night of Mahakali. Uh huh. And 29, 30, and first, night okay. of Mahalakshmi. Okay. And on the second, you just get only one night to count your wisdom. Uh, one night, okay. Because if you have more, then you will get confused. Okay. <laughs> All right, and you that's right. And how long do we do it for? What do you think? Like we do it for three segments of the breath or are we taking, like, let's say I start going into removal of fear and the removal of stagnation. Do I want a book near me where I'm kind of, oh, you know, that's a fear. I never really thought I had that. You know what I mean? Or do I just do it? Just do it, keep it simple. Don't let your mind uh, start making the grocery list. Just hold that I'm sitting here in the name of those and just name it and let it go. Focus okay. on the flame, focus on the breath. Okay, and how long do you want us to do it for? Like 10 minutes or five minutes or? Three hours. <laughs> you think it might work if I do it for three hours? <laughs> you start with half hour. Half hour. Okay. Okay. And is there a time of day that you think is best? Nighttime, if you can light a lamp and do that, that'll be the best time. Okay. Figure out a time in the night and figure out a time in the day and carve it out and don't schedule anything. Maybe prepare yourself to go and sit and do. I would recommend do once in the day and once in the night. Okay, great. Thank you. Good, Marcy. I would love to hear what happened after Navaratri.
Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thanks. Babaji's, there's a question. Yes. Why is the lamp with ghee used or can any candle be used? Candle is wax petroleum, you know, it has different energy than the ghee. Ghee is, uh, um, actually you can look at those two sometimes and see how do you feel. I always send it back to you that you practice, you experiment with that one night uh, light a candle and see how you feel. One day you light a ghee lamp and see how you feel. Usually in the yogic tradition, ghee has been um, prescribed by the yogis. So I'm sure they have felt it too, or maybe they didn't have candle in those days. We have many options. Uh, I shared the ghee with you. Um, if you don't have it, use the olive oil. And if you don't have that, use the candle. Yes, Shannon. Um, Trader Joe's selling ghee. that good enough to use? <laughs> the easiest way to make ghee is really get a pound of salt-free butter and slowly cook it for, turn down the flame and cook it for half an hour and skim out what comes on the surface and store the rest in a jar. There you go, month-long supply. So, but if you don't want to go all that way, just get some olive oil, burn that, or just, if you don't have that, just use a candle, but sit. That's what is more important. Babaji, um, comment and, and question um, from Dan. Greetings, my dear family. I'm ecstatic to be on my way to the ashram this week. Uh, a question for Babaji. How do not squander the Shakti we align with after Navaratri? <clears throat> By practicing self-love. and respect. Just like uh, you don't squander the money the first day, you save it and you use it wisely. That's why the wisdom is important. You will generate lots of Shakti during Navratri. And that's why in the last days, the wisdom. And the wisdom is that what you have acquired, what you have gained, <laughs> use it wisely. Then in your case, channel that energy to write some beautiful music and take the message out to the world. If you keep your vision high, then your accumulated energy will flow in that direction. So don't focus on having more fun and wasting that energy. Use it to create beautiful message for the world. You have so much talent and such a good artist. So 
love yourself, respect yourself, and bring this message out to the young people. You're very good at it. And you don't need to copy other artists that do all kinds of things to, to their body and wear all kinds of clothes. You don't need to put on that facade. Let your words speak. <clears throat> there are no more questions okay anyway it's a beautiful day here and it's a nice to sit here in the temple filled with people and you i see people from australia i see somebody from new zealand um, europe so our temple has gone bigger. Thank you all for a moment and just close your eyes. Soften your eyes, descend in your heart. We are all connected. We are not alone. Thank you all very much. My mother's blessing be with you.